0: last time on Join the Party.
1: The heist of the OTA is on. Vulcani led with the envoy of college students, distracting the super-powered guards, who, you might know, are Hardbody and the Sommelier, and new idiot Jud Judkins. Kilnova and Lou slipped in undetected using transport via plants and a tree giant, and Brandon the player remembered he still had Dr. Morrow's key card, which then led them in the elevator. While that was happening, Multitool hopped up onto the second floor and slid into a supply closet, where she found orientation packets with a map of the building and a coin with Tuna's face on it. But as she tried to sneak around the second floor, a massive golden eagle attacked! Still doing new cliffhangers, even 48 episodes in. Let's get the party started. Hey, Amanda, I have a quick question for you.
0: Uh, sure.
1: On any of the animal shows that you use as comfort television for you to soothe, you know, the whole thing of what's going on Just in the world. is my whole thing, yeah. Is your whole thing. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a bird wearing glasses or a tie?
0: No. I have to say that is a unique sight that I have conjured in my mindscape.
1: Oh, okay. So that didn't show up on Discovery Channel's The Zoo
0: No, no. I've also never seen like a TikTok or anything from the POV of you're a uh, sheet-shaped woman on the floor staring up at a eagle that appears to also be some kind of covert agent um, whom you attempted to grapple but failed at. Interesting, interesting.
1: Uh, you, uh, there's no TikTok, POV, this golden eagle is my manager, and we're about to have a review.
0: There might be. <laughs> there might be by now, but at the time of recording, uh, no, there's not. As, as of time of recording, this TikTok does
1: not exist. <laughs> Thank you for explaining what multi-tool is currently up to at the moment. You are laid out in a sheet as a golden eagle. Maybe even larger than a golden eagle. I think, like, hey, if you're the kind of person who knows the size of a golden eagle, it might be about 150% that size is the eagle. Eagle is wearing little... little That's big. It's, it's big, it is big. it's a big eagle. It's a big eagle. They're wearing horned rimmed glasses perched upon their little uh, eagle, eagle nose beak and wearing a red uh, manager tie. And after you've been slashed by big old eagle claws... The Eagle says to you, um, yeah, I don't think you are you have clearance to be up here, uh, unless you are a new hire who I haven't met yet. But I get emails telling me when people join up, so I don't think that I have missed you. So you must be an intruder, and as an agent, I must take you out.
2: Eric, I have a question. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Yes, Julia.
2: <laughs> my, my question is, you've mentioned that this eagle is wearing a manager's tie. Sure. How do we know that it's a manager's tie? Is it because of the like fanciness of the tie clip? Like, what's happening? Why is he wearing a tie clip if he's an eagle? There's nothing to clip the tie into. There's no shirt.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yes, because of the tie clip, it designates a level of power because uh, plebes can't afford a tie clip. That's true. And uh, you only get that by having at least two to two and a half hours of sensitivity and managerial training.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you for answering my question. I appreciate it.
1: Yes, um, I will say to the players in the audience, this is Agent Goldenfeather. However, Aggie, you do not know that.
0: Yeah, um... Aggie is just gonna play dead. <laughs> just possum it.
3: Just pretend that you're a fucking mat, like a rug.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh Multitool is just gonna stare up at the ceiling, not even at the eagle itself, mutely. And just wait for a
1: beat. Interesting. I'm now looking off ways.
2: How to fight off an eagle? How attack.
1: to how to fight off eagle attack? Yeah.
2: Is it like a T-Rex where it forgets that you're there if you stop moving?
1: <laughs> Here's very funny. I looked up a question on Quora: What should you do if you're attacked by a bald eagle? <laughs> The first thing, uh, this is from Larry Dixon, who's quote worked with many bald eagles over the years. Sure. <laughs> he says to be completely honest, the first thing I do is wonder what is wrong with this bird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Why don't you make an animal handling check <laughs> or a nature that. or a nature check?
0: Uh, the thing is, I did get a 7. <laughs> I rolled a 7 on nature. That's bad. Do mm. I know anything about eagles? I don't think I've ever come close to one in my job. I probably just, like, coexist with them in in the forest.
1: Yeah, I think with a 7, I would say you didn't. You missed the day when they did raptor handling at the uh, New York State Forestry. <laughs> you went fishing that day. I'm yeah. sorry that you missed it.
0: <laughs> okay. It's a workshop. Well,
1: so I think that if you're laying on the ground still, uh, you hear... Um, hello? Uh, I don't know if this is something that I missed, but during my time with humans, I can tell when they're paying attention to me when they are making eye contact. Now, for me, this is usually when uh, I would snatch the soul out of uh, a mouse or another prey at some point, but I've, it just seems like you're not paying attention to me. Are, are you okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <C-cough>! <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um Aggie's going to attempt to grapple him.
1: You're going to try to grapple again? Yeah. All right. In rug form Still and try to wrap form. him up. Yep. Great.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, no, Aggie. Uh, 17.
1: I got a 12. Yeah. Yes. So what does it look like here?
0: Like when you're snapping out a blanket or a sheet to, like, put onto your bed. And you just, like, floof it out and, like, hope that it covers the whole bed. Sure. Um, yeah. So Aggie is going to start rippling from all outside corners of the sheet. Sure. They all lift up and then floof down. And, like, a parachute in elementary school gym class, the middle poofs up and grabs the eagle out of the air. Okay. I just smelled our elementary school gym. Is that yeah. weird? Yeah. Yeah. Go raccoons.
1: Okay. What is your AC?
0: My AC is 15.
1: Okay, that is a 16 to hit. Agent Feather has a power. Uh, oh, pronouns, any pronouns. Because, <laughs> but again, much like January. No God, no gender, just... Just people, pronouns. Even when grappled, they can attack because they have such large claws. Sure, so sure. So you take 18 points of slashing damage.
0: Well, I do have stretching dodge, which means I get half damage from attackers I can see as a reaction because my body can stretch back to accommodate the attack. All right, Smart. nine
1: points of slashing damage, great. Okay, and I, I can assume you can see something you are truly I can, I can. That takes me yeah. out to
0: 72 hit points. Hey,
2: what a great monk build. Thanks.
1: So still grappled, but Golden Feather is slashing inside of you and yeah. says, "Unhand me. I am a respected member of the Office of Technology Assessment, and you cannot cage me." Like the well, I'm not going to finish that because it's going to be just a meaning for me. <laughs>
0: So Multitool learned this um, with her with her siblings when they were young that when you when you bundle up somebody who's acting out, you do it so that Aggie's face is facing outward because otherwise they could really like poke you in the eye or the mouth or the nose smart, or something. Smart. Um so her face is facing outward. And so she says, I'm I'm not really sure how to handle the situation. I did not expect to run into anybody. Um I, I there is Either something that um, I need to do and what I'm going to need from you is just to not um, interfere uh, with me for the next like maybe half hour. And so either we can, you know, stay here together um, as as I figure that out or, you know, I can like put you in a room or something. I'm I'm a little at odds, to be honest. And that's not a, a feeling I have very often. I mean, while I have golden feather grappled, I'm going to use my sheet Constriction move, uh, you can, which you can find out in uh, in no capes during the partypods.com/march. Um, and I'm just going to attempt to like lovingly swaddle him, by which I mean slightly constrict him and <laughs> deal two times my martial arts die plus strength or dex, whatever is higher. So that's D8 times two. Uh, that's 13 damage, please.
1: Sure. Yeah, you you squish that bird up real good. Just just
0: gently, just swaddling him, like preparing a falcon for flight.
1: The American government does not negotiate with terrorists. As flapping wings wildly inside of you. Let's cut to our good friend Milo.
3: Uh, Milo's in conversation with Lou just about how the American government often says they don't negotiate with terrorists, Mm. but then they do negotiate with terrorists frequently. And it's often to the detriment of the American people. For no reason, he just thought about it
2: being inside a government building right. that thing kind of like that thought comes up it comes up.
1: yeah uh, lou says are you just like telling me something you saw on reddit look like is lou a- i talk when i'm nervous <laughs> 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 like if there's we could just watch tiktoks and just wait for this elevator to keep going could, down
3: yeah could you show me how to how to do a tiktok or how to like how to tick and talk oh god no <laughs> i don't
1: want to
2: you can't force this child to make you hip, Milo. You just can't.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's listen. I, if I was trying to put my thing onto you, that would be doing you a disservice. And also, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We'll just we'll just stand in silence until we reach the level. Uh yeah. This isn't going on for a while, huh? Yeah. And th- I will say this elevator has been going down for like full minute at this point. Just to orient you a little bit, uh, you started at level one, and then there was B1 and B2, which I guess it quickly kind of passed by in regular riding an elevator, one level, two levels mm-hmm. went by after a few seconds. And then like for like a full minute, you just keep going down to HS, the last floor here. And eventually, the elevator slows and stops with like a quiet finality. And the voice inside of the elevator says, Cassandra, welcome to Hopscotch. Please show your ID card at the other side. And the doors open up. And as you and Lou step out, you are stepping out onto this kind of like shiny black lacquered floor. But you don't step out too far because the black lacquer. The floor only goes a few feet forward as you are looking out into just kind of infinite darkness Mm. below. Except for, in kind of descending order, ten feet in front of you, there is a what I can only describe as a large concrete cube kind of floating in the air in front of you. And then below that and farther away from that is another concrete cube just kind of floating in the ether in the space down. And then again that repeats down and out another concrete cube and down and out another concrete cube and a final down and out concrete cube. There are five in total. And then below that is another black lacquered floor with another. Another kind of elevator door with another key card scanner and a elevator button that only goes down. Mm.
3: Okay. So almost like quasi stairs, but ominous stairs.
1: Yeah, like, it is a floating staircase, but they're not stairs in that it would be easy to walk down. Uh, You would have to jump or fly or do something to get from one to the other. You cannot just safely walk from one. I want to say that there is just seems to be, like, the only light that is on is kind of just like, I don't know, it's almost bioluminescent coming from the ceiling. So kind of just like a low glow in here, and also each of the concrete cubes are kind of emitting its own little glow as well. Well. I don't know if you've ever been inside of like a bioluminescent cave, but it's cavernous, both from the nature of how big this room is and also the yawning portal below uh these concrete slabs.
3: Okay. Milo is going to like you see in every movie, just like take a coin out of his pocket, like a quarter or something. Yeah. And just like flick it and try to hit the first concrete stone block
1: square thing. Sure. Hey, Brandon, can you roll to see if you have a quarter in your pocket? I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. We are having we have fun here. Oh, that's weird. I got a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird. You only have a hay penny in your pocket, you <laughs> big fucking nerd. You only have a Star Trek challenge coin in your pocket that you have at that all times. Correct. That, that has feels correct. Pi- right. That has Picard's face on it. Um, you want to flick it at the concrete cube or you just want to flick it into the awning portal? I want to flick it at the concrete cube first. Okay.
3: Well, there's no second, but like I just want to see if I step on this cube, am I gonna like be eaten by a
1: concrete Venus flytrap? Sure, I will say. So what I said before, it is a far distance away, which would be a little difficult to flick at. Why don't you make an investigation check? Okay. And that is how you are testing it um, in that way.
2: It's very kind of you to not make Milo overhand throw this coin at this. Yeah, I cube. thought. <laughs>
1: Listen, man, sometimes you don't have to be fucking diegetic as a DM. You can just be holistic in that way. I got a 17 plus one for 18. Wonderful. As you flick the uh Picard challenge coin at the first large concrete. It's cube, a goddamn quarter. As you flick it. It <laughs> no. also has it has Picard's face on it, which is. weird. He would
0: never imperil his challenge coin like that.
1: <laughs> it is dense. It scratches off in the sound of pavement of a coin hitting pavement it goes ding 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 and then just falls and you listen for the sound of the coin hitting bottom and it doesn't come. But no, the concrete doesn't move. It doesn't vibrate. Where the coin hits the concrete, it doesn't, like, ripple out. It is just, like, it, it is emitting its own glow, but it seems to be just a very large concrete cube floating in front of you. Okay, okay. I think Lou looks over the side and says, I'm, I need to do something very scientific. Can you just hold on one second? Hello! Hello, hello, hello. And her voice just reverberates through the cavern and down into the infinite nothingness below. <laughs> I just I had to do it for science. Thanks.
3: Um Hey Lou? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything that could uh get yourself over there easily? Or how do you how are you how are you doing?
1: Sure. I'm gonna say that. Brandon, this would be the chance here. The things that I have for Lou does not have anything that could safely and easily get them across. However, you do have that one item that's kind of floating around. So if you wanted Lou to have, let's say, a very good working jetpack, you could. That would be something that that is up to you. But currently, I do not have anything other than being like, I did pretty okay running the mile. I guess I could just try to jump it. (laughs)
3: I think, okay, I, I was trying to avoid doing two spells because I don't want to roll my thing twice, but I think I'm just going to cast sure. Gash's Form twice, once on myself and once on Lou. Okay. And just kind of float over there.
1: Sounds good. Give me two rolls here.
2: At least you reset recently.
3: Right. I'm, I'm still at one. That's a three. Okay. Oh, Brandon. And that's a seven. Oh,
1: thank All you. All right. Okay. So what are you up to now? I'm up to three. Wonderful. Okay. What does it look like when you turn someone else into ghost vapor?
3: You know how, like, uh, if you get a thing of dry ice in the mail and you just kind of put it in a glass and it just sort of, like, sublimates from a solid to a gas? It just kind of looks like that. Looks like they're almost melting,
1: but not into liquid, directly into gas. I love that. Yeah, you skip a a stage of matter. I love that. Here's the thing about gaseous form. Quite slow. You can only move 10 feet every round, which is six seconds. Right. So I guess you're just going to fly through this infinite chasm?
3: Yeah, it's going to take a bit. We can be gaseous for an hour. But yeah, you're right. It does take six
1: seconds to move 10 feet. Which is actually pretty fast, but... Yeah. So you and Lou are spirits flying through the air here. And I think... You're, you're pretty far flying here. I guess if you fly in a straight line, maybe you're above the second concrete cube. And that is when you see that the elevator is coming down to HS here. Behind us? Behind you, yeah. The one that you came out of, the elevator is coming down. That's, that's really good. And as you, you float forward, B1, B2 are passed, and the, the long seconds clicking down as the elevator descends down to HS. Can we, like,
3: sort of try to get some coverage by this block? You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: like, hide under the block so you're not visible, hopefully.
3: Yeah. I don't think we'll be able to get there fully, but, like, I do want to start moving that way.
1: Okay. Yeah. You're like, uh-oh, someone's coming. You're going to try to hide behind the the concrete block? Yes. Cool. I think that as you float your way down, as fast as your 10 feet per action can go, (laughs) and the doors open up... And out steps one long leg, cutting through a little black dress. And the sommelier says, Well, no one has seen Dr. Former Mayor Cassandra Morrow in months now. So I don't know how she ended up down here. Whoever's using this ID card... I think we, it would be a good time for them to reveal themselves and talk to me so they don't get involved in something that they shouldn't get involved in. Hey, team,
3: do we trust the sommelier or no? no.
2: <laughs> Hell no, dog.
0: I trust her as far as we can pay her, which is like up to an hour at a time. That's true. And
2: we, we aren't so lucky that she'll roll a one on her rate card again. So. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Do you think she'll take a Picard challenge coin as payment? Oh, hell no. My <laughs> my
0: guy? No. I'm sorry to say. I don't think that's as valuable to anyone apart from Milo.
3: <laughs> so Milo's going to t- rotate towards Lou and with one gaseous finger just go. Shh, shh. But not not literally, just for fun. Scenes. No,
1: just it's, it's CGI. Fucking it's like gaseous form finger. You're like, well, I was giving you a chance to give yourself up. But now I guess I'll reveal that I was looking at the security cameras and I do know who went into the elevator. So this would be your chance to reveal yourself before I kind of own your whole shit. So... I'm going to count down from five... Five did you pass
2: without trace?
1: No, while you snuck to the elevator, I rolled perception for everyone in the security room, and everyone failed looking at the fireworks from that college student Love her. other than the sommelier who noticed you on the security cameras yeah. and then saw Dr. Cassandra Morrow's ID card go down to h s okay.
3: <laughs> we
2: really didn't think this through gang
3: mine's gonna reorder himself like a skywriter, <laughs> just right eat my ass and then and then start floating slowly the
1: other way interesting interesting okay <laughs> fine Jesus
2: Christ
3: I just wanted to everyone to know on this call that I didn't mean that in a weird sexual
1: way. <laughs> I was trying now to make, it is. I was just trying to make Too a Mark Simpson joke. The sommelier is going to... <laughs>
3: See, here's the fun thing that you may not know, Eric, from not looking at the form. I have uh, resistance to non-magical damage and advantage on strength, dexterity, and constitution saving throws while in this form.
0: Cool. As a guess? Wow. I that sounds
3: great. pass through small holes, narrow openings, and even mere cracks.
1: That's an interesting thing. I'm going to roll uh, do using the sommelier's power. Give me a second. Cool. Uh, the sommelier, obviously, because the sommelier's power is pulling things out of her body, the sommelier has a very deep cut V on, uh, uh, on the bodice of her little black dress, which she then plunges both hands into her chest and pulls out an oversized box fam. It says, okay, <laughs> I guess we're doing this, and turns it on as the wire like snakes out of the back and she keeps pulling it out of her body, which is then attached to a small generator. <laughs> so then it whirls to life. And then gives us a speed boost to the other side? <laughs> I don't think that that's how that works. I would say that the air going faster would uh, be disorienting and, and bad. Disorienting, okay. It's not going to disperse me into like... Like, it doesn't kill me, right? No, it wouldn't kill you, okay. no. So I will say, for air-related things, I think this would cancel this out. So please make a constitution check just regular, please. It would impose disadvantage on air-related things. So this would just be a straight-up constitution roll. Gotcha. I got a 9 plus 1 for 10. Wonderful. L- Lou rolled a 7. So, yeah, both you and Lou are then blown severely off course. You are blown fast and far, all the way over to the left side of this cavern, very far, far away from the concrete blocks. And it's just still going. You can't, like, the fan is still on, and now it's just, like, whirring and loud and be like, again, it seems like you're in a bad position. I guess I could turn off this fan and we could talk, but you said I should eat your ass. (laughs) I don't think you know what you're doing. Why don't we just take a second and I can explain?
3: Well, now I'm in a cloud and I
1: can't, I can't like...
3: Okay, all right, all right, all right. Milo's going to skywrite. turn fan off, LOL. <laughs> Let's chat. Okay.
1: Are you lying? No. I've got nothing else to do, and Luke can't do anything either, so... All right, I'm gonna roll an insight check for the sommelier if she thinks you're lying or not. Okay. All right, well, she rolled a two. Uh, (laughs) be like, all right, I want you to know I'm not fucking around here, and I'm just, I can pull a vacuum out out of my butt so you can eat my ass. I have a literal, I'm literally working for the government. Don't fuck with me. The sommelier turns the fan off fly to the first concrete slab and we'll talk if not you're going inside the vacuum okay well milo (laughs) milo and lou
3: just start like floating towards but fuck the somalia we're going to go to the closest concrete block and then
1: unturn into gas you're going to try to vacuum up a solid person the somalia can see you right like, I don't think you're, you're not invisible yet. Yeah? You're a misty cloud. Right, right, right.
3: I just meant like in the darkness or whatever, or I was thinking in the darkness, but it, I mean.
1: I mean, you could just float
0: if you're off course, right? If you're against the wall of the cavern, you could float back towards center. And right, that's what I was thinking. And then just like pop into person and be like, oops, a little early. Yeah,
3: it might not be the closest concrete block, but like we're going back towards the middle and then forward. And then we're just going like, to pop back into physical form when we hit the nearest block on that path.
1: Okay, if you wanted to go to the nearest one, you'd be on the third one. The sommelier did say ask for you to go to the first one. Are you going to do it anyway? Yes. Make a deception check. Yes. Cool, cool,
3: cool. My best skill has a plus zero, baby. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> oh, buddy.
3: Hey, Eric. Mm-hmm? How does a natural 20 sound to you?
2: Fuck Whoa!
0: yeah, bro. Rude. Classic Brandon.
1: <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that enough, the two of you have dis- can, like, disperse yourselves amongst the bioluminescence. Yeah, and you, you can end up on the third one.
3: Yeah, so we pop back into physical form, and Milo says,
1: What's up? I need to be more aware of your ghost powers if you can fool me like that. That's on me. I underestimated you because you're a fucking boob. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's fair! That's part of my whole thing, being underestimated!
1: And Lou's like, why did... Why... What's happening? Who is that?
3: If I if I let the sommelier think that she's in control, then uh,
1: we have an advantage. Oh, okay. Um, it's a trick. So should I per- uh, okay. Yeah, no, let's do it. Ah, um, oh, I'm just a regular high school girl here with Killanova. I don't have any... I'm not good at anything. Nailed it. Ah! Nailing it. Killing it. Killed it. Nice. <laughs> sommelier says from the other side, it says... Okay, so thank you for stopping. What what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I work here. What are you doing here? I also work here. No, you don't. Shit! <laughs> the sommelier, like, again, reaches into her chest and pulls out a clipboard and says, I have a list of everyone working here today. You're not on it. <laughs> You're not Volcani and a bunch of SUNY Lake Town City students, though I should have seen that one coming. What are you doing here? We're
3: on official superhero business. Are you just, like, freelance security? Because, like, we'll just pay you better if you want to just, like, turn around.
1: Make a persuasion check.
0: (laughs) I'm so nervous right now.
1: (laughs) I'm also going to cast guidance. Only 14 total. Okay. 14, I think the Somali says I don't think you could afford me Now that, uh This weird dark money that Dr. Former Mayor Cassandra Morrow Was giving you is gone I don't know what money you're gonna be giving me
3: Um Well mm-hmm. Uh Seems like we're at a bit of an impasse here
1: <laughs> yeah. Um
3: can I would appealing to your sense of superhero dumb do anything for you, or is that just pass gone here for you? Have you been paying attention to this podcast? <laughs> well, you know, you your your cool duo here. It would it would be terrible to have your duo become an Uno.
1: <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah. No, you can't appeal to my sense of superhero dumb. <laughs> I think you're wading into something that you don't want, and your dad set you up for something that is a little over your head. Well, tell me more, and maybe I'll stop. Oh, so your dad did set you up for something. Interesting. Got him. N- no. I literally just said, tell me more, and I'll stop.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so you admit it? your dad did set you up for something. <laughs> If you go any- I know you're not supposed to be down here, and this would be very bad for you and for your dad if someone noticed it. Luckily, it's me with a flexible moral compass, and I'm letting you know, if you keep going, you're not going to like what you see. I mean, are you going to try to stop us? Is that a risk you're willing to take?
3: It's not much of a risk if you you ask me. Got him! Lou, I got him. Lou, I got him. Oh my god. Hmm.
2: This is a great negotiation that's happening here that none of us can do anything about.
3: <laughs> look, are you going to stop me or not? Because we're going to keep going otherwise. I will if you go. All right, I'm going to cast Wall of Stone and put her in a cage. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make um, five non magical walls of solid stone bring into existence around the sommelier, six inches thick, 10 by 10. Hell yeah. What does, that, what does wall that look like? What does that look like? It's a wall of stone, but it's uh in flavor text in our universe. It's that tent circus like motorcycle cage thing, but with spirits. Hell so yeah. they're just in like a cage of
1: spirits. I like that. Yeah, they're the spirits are just zooming around her. Are they on motorcycles still? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so, sick, yeah, <laughs> going. Hell yeah, dog. it's like uh what's
3: the name of the motorcycle boy? Evil Can Evil? Nick Cage. Ghost Rider. Oh, oh Ghost Rider. <laughs> they are like yeah. Ghost
1: Riders.
2: We went for two different things there. Gang. <laughs> the
1: motorcycle boy did not think you meant a cage. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, this cage encircles the Somalia and says, Oh, it's a strong choice. Okay. And she pulls like an arc welder out of her back, and then just starts like trying to melt the cage as the spirits surround her. But you know, it's gonna take a while. I'm
3: excited because each panel has an AC of 15 and 30 hit points per inch of thickness,
1: so mm-hmm. 180 hit points. Yeah, she's gonna work on it. All
3: right, bye. Um, and I'm going to call upon Lou's magical jetpack here, that science jetpack, and
1: let's let's just get to the other side quickly. Okay, do you want You want Lou to have the jetpack as your last item? Yeah, that's pretty badass. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think Lou says, I did like being a ghost, but I think... Let's let's do my thing for a second. As Lou, I'm like, done. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Lou. Uh, I in my head, Lou's always just like wearing a cool backpack and keeps pulling shit out of the backpack. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's like a Jansport Sport that has like her initials on it, and she slaps the initials and then just like boop, 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 it just like turns <laughs> into like a like a standard issue, like the ideal jetpack you're envisioning in your head. And uh, she scoops you up and holds you like in a fireman carry, as she just kind of. Uh, over the concrete blocks
3: No, Eric I did forget to roll my spell search so mm-hmm. 17 man these dice are <laughs> so hard to see I'm terrified
1: every time I roll them <laughs> okay what do you got <laughs> up to 4 okay wonderful yeah uh, Lou zooms you over to the other side I think you go to the elevator and like you just see flames and like sparks are just coming over from the other side of this cavernous room and she goes bad choice man bad choice you could have just paid me off, man. You could have just done that. You said I couldn't afford it. You have. You could have gotten money somehow. I want to point out, my D, your DM didn't say that. Uh, the sommelier said that. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah, you go over to the other side. It's another elevator similar. There, it goes down with another key card. Swipe that card, baby. Hell yeah. Once again, it says, Welcome, Dr. Cassandra Morrow. And it opens up. And uh, inside, the uh, levels now say, HS, which you now know is hopscotch. Then it's O one O two O three. Lou, you got any preference or should we just go one by one? Yeah, you can go we can go to the next one. Let's go to one. Yeah, let's let's unveil some government secrets. Let's do it, baby. And Milo presses 0-1. Hey, it's Eric. This has been a really wild week for us at Join the Party. I know I usually talk about something else, which is great, but all of the listeners on Patreon and everywhere else, you're all incredible. I just wanted to take a second to say that. Welcome to the mid-roll. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, we 'all all stepped it up for the Patreon. We got nearly 100 patrons in only a few days, and the number just keeps going up. Let me just give a quick recap of what is happening over on the Join the Party Patreon. Patreon.com slash Join the Party Pod. We hit 500 patrons in like 10 hours. So Join the Party will be going weekly starting right now. We also hit 550 patrons. So we're putting on Patron Party, a live free show just for patrons with games, live Q&A, and more. This isn't a regular live show. This is gonna be real fun. We haven't scheduled that yet, so you can join up and be a part of it. Get ready. Patrons, look out for details in your inboxes as we start to schedule that. If we hit 600 patrons, we're commissioning a giant comic book cover of all the PCs and NPCs of Campaign 2. This will be a free digital download for patrons and available for everyone for purchase as a physical poster on our merch store. So, go to patreon.com party pod, become a patron so you get that patron live show, get us to 600 or above, or tell someone to join up if you're already a patron. It's incredible. We also want to remind you that January Dice are out right now. It's in the merch store. Go check it out. The dice are beautiful and we hope you really enjoy them. So patreon.com slash join the party pod, become a patron, go to the merch store, jointhepartypod.com slash merch. And if you're a $10 patron, remember you can get 10% off all merch. Make sure to check your emails for the link and password. I think you should also check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. And if you like what me and Brandon and Amanda and Julia do, I think you'd really like Next Stop. Next Stop is an audio sitcom. The show explores the turbulent time of your mid to late 20s when everyone is changing around you and you worry that you might not catch up. Across the 10-episode first season, Next Stop follows three roommates' trials through work, relationship, friendships, and more. They grow together as a unit, no matter what life throws at them. This was written and created in the tradition of classic sitcoms, but Next Stop is solidly 21st century, gives audiences something to laugh at without punching down. It was written by me, edited and directed by Brandon, executive produced by Amanda, and casted and assistant directed by Julia. Season 1 is out now, 10 episodes, search for Next stop in your podcast app or go to nextstopshow.com. We are sponsored this week by Monk Pack. Monk Pack offers low-sugar, keto-friendly bars, which are plant-based, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They have a perfect snack for anyone who's trying to eat better or cut back on sugar or in carbs without sacrificing taste. Snacks are kind of an ambiguous food group, you know, like it's not really a meal, but sometimes you just want to eat something without ruining uh, your dinner, which is going to be later. At four o'clock time, you just need something to eat and you can reach for a monk pack and it's delicious. I really like the chocolate sea salt. It is exactly what reminds me of like the granola bars that my mom used to get me when I was in like middle school and she was still packing my lunch. So you can get 20% off your first purchase of any monk pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code Join the Party at checkout. Get started. Just go to monkpack.com. That's M U N K P A C K.com and select any product. Then enter the code Join the Party at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack. Snack it up. That's not their tagline, but what if it was? That'd be pretty good. Monkpack. Keep it in your cheeks like a chipmunk. We are also sponsored by Athletic Greens. Every single winter, I'm surprised of how dark it gets so early in the day. In New York, it's not going to get darker before 5 p.m. for like until next time it gets cold. But still, the sun sets at like 5 and I just want to go to sleep. Our environment affects us in all kinds of ways. And lots of people take multivitamins or supplements to help make sure their bodies get all the nutrients that they need to stay healthy. Sometimes I just scream into the night and that doesn't work a lot of the times. If you do, it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body can absorb. So check out Athletic Greens, which is a convenient way to get lots of supplements just in one scoop. Get a free 1-year supply of vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase at athleticgreens.com/join the party. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/join the party. And finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. Hey. I'm turning the chair around. Now I'm backwards, but you can you can tell cuz my voice sounds a little different. We talk about better help a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows and the opportunities where you can't go anywhere else, so you have to turn to like bone magic to try to change your things. Because you just don't want to be sad anymore and you want to get out of bed and you think that a witch with some bones is going to do it. No, if you had therapy, you wouldn't have to turn to the bone witch in the first place. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't have to. And they don't have to see your room. Which is like, I don't want to show you my room, even if you are my therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours and it's really easy to switch therapists. Give it a try and see why 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Join the Party listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash jointheparty. That's betterhel dot com slash jointheparty. And now back to the show. I wonder what's gonna happen. I'm sure it's gonna be good. Ooh, ooh. Let's pop over to Volcani, who is still standing at the front desk with Charlene. Now, Charlene in my head is now played by Nicole Byer, but like Nicole Byer doing net like a network sitcom. So Charlene's just like, uh, I pay, I paged Agent Golden Feather, but I'm not sure. I guess they're they're sucking something. They don't usually do uh, tours like this. So I don't know.
2: Maybe they're just not at their desk at the moment or something like that. You know what? What floor is their office on? Maybe I can go up there and I could see if I could bring them back down. If you don't mind, you know, watching the kids for just like a second.
1: Mm, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's okay. Um, their, their their office is on level three. Okay. I can just scout scan you in. Why don't you take and she types a little bit in the computer and uh, prints out like a, a guest pass for you. Thank And you. be like, all right, this will just let you go to level three. But um, I think uh, if you can look up there, you can you can see their you can see their office.
2: Absolutely, thank you so much, Charlene. You are a blessing and a wonder every every time I
1: speak to you. Uh, I I very much appreciate that. Uh, if only if only my ex husband thought that of me. Am I right? Hacha. He he is missing out. Seriously. He is.
2: We should get coffee sometime. Okay, I'm gonna go.
1: <laughs> all right, that's fine. As you walk back to the elevator, Jud Judkins is now talking to all the college students and says, uh, "You know what? It's actually really. It was uh, as long as you're able to display your power in a powerful way." It's actually quite easy to get jobs like this. Uh, All you have to do, you just walk in and say, hey, I can shoot lasers out of my eyes. And they're like, oh, I love that. And uh, there you go. Uh, kids, I appreciate that you're learning a lot from Mr. J-
2: Judson. Was it Judson?
1: Jud Judkins. Three Ds both times.
2: I-, I appreciate that you guys are learning a lot from Mr. Judkins here. Uh, I will be right back to begin our tour. Please don't go anywhere or disrupt anything.
1: Uh, don't worry. I'll take care of them and keep telling them my knowledge. <laughs> Excellent.
2: Val whispers to the closest child. Do not let anyone believe anything he says. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll be right back. We're going to have to do some like remedial career training and
0: like, you know, anti-education and unlearning when we get back. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, You step in, you scan the guest pass. It says, level three. And as you, you go on up, level three, as you step out, there's kind of like, you know, those little office signs pointing you in different directions. There's one uh, towards the executive suite. Uh, there's the kitchen. And there's also uh, pointing towards the IT server room as well. If you go to the left, uh, the executive suites are that way. To the right, kitchen, some more offices, and uh, the IT room, if you so choose. Hmm,
2: I'm going to very quickly run over to that IT room.
1: Cool. Uh, you look around. Aggie is not here. You also don't see someone named Agent Golden Feather. There's no one else up here. Um, you'll go to the room that says IT. Um, the door's locked.
2: I look for a key. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like a key card situation or is it like a legit key?
1: No, it's a, it's a door with a lock on it.
2: Hmm. Is there like a little like folder thing outside the door that people would, like, put files in or something like that? Sure. Make an investigation check. Not good at investigation, but we'll see. Oh, I got a 16 minus 1. 15.
1: 15. Yeah. There's a little, like, plastic shelf there that uh, has a note that, that attached to it. It says, it says Jeffem, um, stop losing the key. I'm going to post it on it.
2: Fuck yeah. Okay. Great. I take that key. I unlock the door. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, In the IT room, it's kind of just like nasty and dank in there. There's like a few uh, like servers in there. There's also like a desk that has uh, some computers. There's also like a little mini fridge that smells real bad. (laughs) And there's just like, there's just a lot of junk everywhere too. You also see that there is a copy of Slam Comics on the desk laying out there.
2: Cool. I know what a server looks like, right? Do you? Probably. I feel like Val knows a little something about computers. I am dating a woman who is a coder.
3: It's hard to live in 2020X and not know what a server, at least vaguely, looks like.
1: That's true. Well, sorry, I forgot one more thing. There's also a, a whiteboard where there is a March Madness style bracket that says, uh, which superhero can kick which superhero's ass. And, uh, there's, there's just like a big March Madness bracket. There's cool supers, narc supers, bad people, and question mark. Uh, the Supreme Emperor got farther than you think he would.
2: Where am I on that?
1: Yeah, I need to know where Milo is too, please. Uh, yeah,
0: Eric, you're just going to have to make this entire bracket, please. Yep.
1: Val got to the top four. They didn't finish it yet. Milo went out surprisingly early, um, and Aggie is also in the top four. But am I a narc? Is Aggie a uh, cool whatever the list? No, was. all three of you are uh, in the phew. cool supers Fuck division. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. All right,
0: guys, uh, call the mission off. We're fine. We're fine.
1: Killanova went up against the Knight of Mirrors uh, in the first round and lost Never the Never do that, round. yeah.
0: Fair, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Milo, that's a defeat you can be proud of, you know? Yep.
1: I want to say I rolled a five for you, Brandon. I oh, apologize. That's yeah, all good. <laughs> uh, make an Arcana check in terms of tech. Uh, so
2: 17 minus one. Great.
1: Great. 16. Uh, you do know what a server is also from your time with Hitomi and with Dr. Morrow. It's like a wreck, you know? And there's just like a bunch of blinking lights and a lot of like kind of tech just kind of installed in there. There's a big red button. Um, <laughs> There's a bunch of wires, you know?
2: Oh, no. I want to press the big red button. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay. So, what I would like to do is I would like to prepare an action. Sure. Where I cast Burning Hands on the the server and melt it. Great. If I don't like what happens when I press the big red button. Okay, great. Great. I'm going to hit the big
1: red button. <laughs> You're going to hit the big red button? <laughs> Yeah, the servers turn off. Everything in the room actually just turns off the lights. Does every you're just in darkness now? Beautiful. <laughs> just like everything is off.
2: Val leaves.
1: It's really just a bunch <laughs> of nerds who thought it would be fun to
3: turn, like, the light panel switch into just a big red button.
2: You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna hit that big red button, and everything shuts off, and then I'm going to just burn that panel so they can't turn it back on
1: easily. Hell yes. Burning hands. So, yeah, you just – what do you do? Do you start your fire powers up like you're starting a uh, – like a campfire? <laughs> no,
2: I think that it's just the one hand starts vibrating, and then you kind of – like, the air shimmers like you see in – when you're like looking at a stove or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Val just presses a hand there, melts it, good to go. Gonna head towards the executive suites.
1: Your hand like but- like a hot knife through butter just... <laughs> it just sluishes through all this technology.
0: Flashback, episode 43, Hitomi is like, uh, yeah, you de-iced my car with your hands. I know you never touched the scraper.
1: <laughs> Can't prove that. It's just one handprint. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, you now go outside and all of the lights are off.
2: I'm gonna head towards the executive suites.
1: You head to the executive suites. Um, going the other way, you see that there is, there is a, a big office with like truly the corner office, looking out on all of downtown LTC. It says uh, head of OTA Indun Winkers Uh The door is ten feet tall. It's extra big for extra big CEO. It's hot. There's also <laughs> a bathroom, and there is a uh, office for Asian Golden Feather smaller office it's on the corner it doesn't have a good view but uh you know there's still big windows that you can look into kind of it's like that whole open plan thing how like it's not really an office because i can see into it and instead of a chair there is a very large bird perch cool in there
2: i love that for them like
1: hanging down from the ceiling it's almost like a trapeze it's the size of a trapeze but it's just like a bird perch Mm -hmm. is kind of hanging there swinging
2: i'm so jealous so obviously they're not there right Mm -hmm. cool do I want to take this moment to try to get up to the roof, or do I want to try to go downstairs and find this person? I think at this point, Val is concerned about like where this person might be, and it might just be easier to like get them out of that area if they think someone might be in there investigating. So I think Val is going to go downstairs. Sure. Yes. I know the elevator's probably not operating at this moment.
1: No. You'd have to go down the stairs. Cool. I take the stairs. Cool. Hey, make it make a perception check for me.
2: I mm, don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't see anything. What'd you get? I don't see anything. What'd you get? A one.
1: A one? Oh no. A natural one?
2: A natural one.
1: Oh. Uh interesting. No, you don't you don't see anything.
2: Okay, then I don't see anything. And that's fine. Nothing bad's going to happen at all. Yeah, Um,
1: You're looking around for the stairs. And uh, you're just kind of like looking around. I mean, it's not dark in there because it's still daytime and the windows are open. But like you're looking around and like. Was there something beeping and ringing when you left the IT room? You have this nagging feeling in the back of your head being like, (laughs) was there an alarm in there?
2: I feel like my DM would have told me if there was a blinking <laughs> light or an alarm in there.
1: That's true. That's true. But, like, you get the feeling, was there one in there? <laughs> That's what you perceive. You, you you, think you hear something coming from the IT room.
2: Well, I, I, I made a wrong turn. Oops. Uh-oh. I thought I hit a button that I thought was the bathroom and uh, trying to find this, this person who's also a bird. Uh, all right. I'm going to go back downstairs via the stairs because I don't... Have the use of the elevators anymore? It was okay. an emergency.
1: It, maybe there was something in the IT room. Maybe there wasn't. I don't maybe know. There Who was. Who can, can say? Who can say? All right, let's well, let's pop back to our good friend multi tool. So well, you're still wrapped up around golden feather. Yep. And I think at one point all of the lights go off on yep. the on the floor. Yeah. And uh, that's golden feather says, "Ah, oh, the the backup security is finally coming in. You do your worst to me, villain." But well, the United States government plans for every eventuality. Who are you working for? Which evil organization are you aligned with? Tell me. So I am going. Oh, what are you rolling over there? Um, I attacked you again. I attacked you to slash you. Uh, take uh, 12 points of slashing damage.
0: Okay, I'm going to roll damage again because he's grappled still. <laughs> also take half because you can use your reaction. Yes. Right? Yeah. What's, what's cool. the damage?
1: Oh, he's twelve slashing. Okay, he so twelve six.
0: divided by six. Uh, yeah, divided by in half. That's sixty-six points of damage. Yeah, I you're gonna yeah. smoosh,
1: you're gonna smoosh the eagle again.
0: Yeah, uh, so that's a seventeen to hit. Oh, yeah. sorry, no, that's a twenty-two to hit. Yeah, it hits. All right, uh, seven points of damage. Ah, uh, how dare you squish
1: me? <laughs> more, more insult and injury,
0: and then I would like to, <laughs> like, eject the eagle. And, like, send him kind of tumbling or flying or otherwise inelegantly, like, poofing, you know, into a cubicle or down the hallway or, like, into a a trash can or something funny like that. And then slip back out the window that I came in.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to do a strength check. Yeah. It's going to be a contest. What would you like to do?
0: I want to shove that eagle under a desk. So it takes him a a minute to get out of it.
1: Okay. So you (laughs) want to use dexterity to do that? Yes. Okay. Let's roll.
0: I did get a nat 20 to shove the eagle under a desk.
1: I got a nat 20 as well. Holy what do we shit. Do? What did I do? Let's, let's roll again. Let's roll again. Holy what shit. What is
0: happening? I got an eight. You got an
1: eight total? Yeah. Oh, I got a 10. Oh, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to toss the eagle out. Yeah, did like you release to the... me? No, he, go, he escapes. Okay. I, or the eagle tumbles out and then flaps their powerful wings and regains their standing perched on top of a cubicle.
0: Can I try to slip under the door of the supply closet?
1: Yeah. I think So that's one. If you want to try to stealth away, stealth away. I do have advantage on perception checks, and I have a plus four.
0: Because you're eagle eyes. Because I'm an
1: eagle. I'm an eagle eye. I mean... Just like Mr. Brightside.
0: Can he outrun me, though? Like, I'm going to attempt to just, like, move as fast as I possibly can out the window.
1: Do you want to stealth away, or do you just want to fucking book it?
0: No, I just want to get out.
1: Okay. How do you do that?
0: Uh... I'm going to yell, oh no! And then as the piece of paper, like, like sifting on the wind, slip under the door of the supply closet and then up out the window that I came in.
1: Let's do another dexterity check to see if I catch you. Mm-hmm. You have advantage because you slipped under the door.
0: Okay. 19.
1: <laughs> After you release the eagle... The eagle, Agent Golder feather perches on top of the cubicle, and immediately you go, oh, no, and slide under the door. And you want to go out the window? I do. And as you do that, you hear, brah! <laughs> <laughs> eagle oh, slams no! into the door following you. Oh,
0: my God. I'm really sorry, everybody. I love birds. I love eagles.
1: <laughs> as you slip out the window, you hear behind you sees, like, Boss, what happened to you? And Vulcani, as you come down the stairs and open the door to level two, you see Judge Judkins standing over the golden eagle try to arrange feathers and be like, Boss, what happened to you? Who did this to you? Mr. Judkins, did you hurt that ma-
2: majestic eagle? No, did you, did you hurt this majestic eagle?
1: I just got here. You- Golden Feather, boss, who did this to you? And on the ground, the the eagle says, It was a stretchy lady. (laughs) A villain of some sort. So remember, he's working for, I don't know, the Russians? Probably.
2: (laughs) So we have to put out an EPB or whatever the fuck they're called for a Russian villain. Got it. I will let the people know.
1: They took out the lights as well. Judkins, get the lights on as soon as possible. Yeah, Judkins, get the lights on as soon as possible. <laughs> okay, boss, I'll do it. It's fine. I'll go. I, are you okay? It's fine. Go. Turn it. Turn it back. Turn the lights back on. Judkins, stop checking on me. I'm fine. Go.
2: Agent Golden Feather. My name is Volcani. It's nice to meet you. I have an urgent uh, quest for you, sir. You need to empower some teenagers. <laughs> make a persuasion check with advantage oh fuck yeah bro <laughs> I rolled an 18 and a 19 plus 3 oh my
1: god <laughs> golden feather from the ground kind of like looks up at you and, and adjusts his glasses with a big wing and says just give me a moment to preen I'll be down in a moment <laughs>
2: okay alright um, is there anything else I can get for you Besides this group of young adults.
1: Watch out for the stretchy villain.
2: Right, the Russian, the thick uh-huh. Russian accent, right?
1: Could be working with anyone. Could be working with Gutenberg. Could be working with the Russians. Could be working with the Mars people. Anyone.
2: <laughs> I, I, you know what? I thought I did hear a very thick Russian-accented voice when I was coming down onto this floor. So, so uh, I will let people know that that is something specifically to look out for. And if they don't have a Russian accent, then that's probably not the person you're looking for.
1: Mm. I can't say for sure, but I trust your instincts. Can you tell the powered folk in the security room about this?
2: Absolutely, I can. <laughs> yes.
1: Thank you. Now... Well, I need a, I have to find a snack. I need to get, get my blood sugar back up. Ah!
2: As he, as
1: as the golden eagle flies past you back up to level three to go to the mini fridge in their office to eat a snack.
2: Okay. Nice. I feel like I, I did a lot there without having done anything, and I am happy about that. Eric, as I slide out the window, because Mm
0: -hmm. I'm in sheet form, I wanna use my sail away power which lets me use (laughs) which lets me use step of the wind to gain a flying speed equal to my speed till the end of my turn and fly up to the roof.
1: Hell yes. I want to see what's on the roof. Yeah, you fly up to the roof. I like the idea you're just caught on the wind and you can sail up there. It's beautiful. Like so
2: many plastic bags.
0: Wonderful.
1: How many key points do you have left?
0: I had four. These are two of my last four.
1: Oh, hell yeah. You fly up to the roof. And I think that as you like kind of gracefully American beauty plastic bag your way.
0: Oh, I can be inelegantly tumbling, like, whatever. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're (laughs) just, like,
1: tumbling. It's like you're tumbling forward up I yelled,
0: ah, went under (laughs) the door of a supply closet and out a window. So I think I'm just, at best, like, tumbling upward.
1: (laughs) Incredible. You, like, fly towards the roof, and... I think you feel yourself like going through a barrier. Like it's like you're walking from one room to another. Like you're going inside all of a sudden as you cross over. Like the
0: energy, the pressure feels different. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like, you know, you're outside and all of a sudden you go into like an air conditioned room and you feel the temperature Mm -hmm. is different. Like this is becoming room temperature. And yeah, you kind of just like float onto the the roof and lay out like a beach towel. Um, You look around and you see that there are two things on the roof one kind of looks like coin operated binoculars mm-hmm. i don't know if any of you've been like at an overlook or to the statue of liberty or something you kind of like you see this one kind of perched right on the corner so you can that's facing out towards all of Lake Town city it seems to also be raised like a few feet so you can kind of look around everywhere it's not just like facing just one way
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the other thing that's up there is kind of like a large box that has like little slots in it that smells like almost sweet to you. But I don't think that's the thing you notice because hovering above it is three feet tall, a giant bumblebee with a crown on top. It's Beyonce. And it, <laughs> and it turns towards you and says, Oh, I got terribly lost. Can you let me down? <laughs> and you hear that in your mind.
0: What in my mind? You say. Mm -hmm. Is this like a regular bee, but very big?
1: It is a regular bee. It is three feet large, Uh tip to tail. Yep. With a big crown. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He says, "I got. I was. I was looking around, and they were showing me the building, and I got all turned around, and I'm all by myself. Can you help me?
0: Can I roll insight on this person?
1: Sure. Well, it's a bee. It's not a person.
2: Sure."
0: (laughs) oh my god a six six girl (laughs) i know someone help me exercise these dice
1: hey scary to see a big bee on the roof
0: yeah i'm that can talk to your brain Uh uh-huh does it feel like they're trying to trick me
1: God, I can't tell can't, you that can't say you're yeah. more I would say you're freaked out there's a big oh, bee on I'm the quite, roof. I'm quite wearing freaked a
3: crown. Out. Mm-hmm. I gotta say I don't think the roof matters. it's if you see a big bee
1: that's telepathic anywhere, it's gonna be scary, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big bee on roof
0: and is the is that a hive a hive box?
1: It is it's a hive box.
0: How are the bees behaving toward this big bee' Because I trust the bee what bees in the box where the box is empty the box is empty, oh, that's even worse, okay, oh, this poor bee. If she's a queen, where's her hive? Yeah. Um, but
1: you're not thinking about any of that. You're like, oh, there's a big bee in the roof. Yeah. Says you're six.
0: Yeah. Um, I immediately think again, like, oh, um, can you hear my thoughts? Yes, I can. Oh. I'm, Please help me. Please help me. I'm sorry, then, for how I, uh, I first reacted. It's, it's been a, a heck of a few minutes for me. Um, uh, how can I help you? What Are you able to fly?
1: Uh, Amanda, I'm gonna say with your six, unfortunately, I would not say that you are this common collected. With okay. Six insight. Your insight is holy shit. There's a big bee up here.
0: Uh, what? What? What do I do? What would you like me to do? <laughs> Help me. Can you just blame, bring me downstairs, please. I, I can't get into the building.
1: How did you get up here? I can't get out. We're staying in the visitor suites. I don't remember what floor it is. I'm just so turned around. I can't do anything for myself. I just rely on the kindness of strangers. And my hive. <laughs> I can't. I'm,
0: I have nothing without my hive.
1: Yeah. Do,
0: how, can you get in? Like, you got in via the roof? I,
1: I tried it. It's locked. Also, I don't have hands because I'm a bee.
0: Okay. Um, and I can't do anything for myself. People open
1: doors for me.
0: Yeah. Um. Aggie's going to... Pop over to the door. There's a door, right? Like, leading onto the Yeah, route. there's a
1: door leading leading down.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try the handle. Yeah, it's locked. Does Aggie have the presence of mind to say, uh, please hold, let me survey the situation, to the bee?
1: Make a constitution check for me.
0: Chad coming through. Ish, that's a
1: 12. Yeah. This bee <laughs> is actually quite nice. So you're able to, to take it in for a second, but it might you might... You're still uh, bothered by the fact that there is a giant bee on this oh, roof yeah. and the implications of that. And now you're thinking about, like, what does it mean for nature when there's giant bees uh-huh. and if it's destabilizing everything? And that's kind of fermenting in your mind at the same it time. It means that nature's yeah. healing. I don't know if that's what that means.
2: Is she going to birth other giant bees? Like, what? Um,
0: are... Please hold. I'm going to just survey the perimeter, see what our options are up here, okay? Okay, oh, can I God. come with you? Uh, y- y- certainly, yeah.
1: Okay, the giant queen bee buzzes next to you and it's like standing next to Volcani it's like the buzz is yeah. like is like vibrating you
0: um would you actually mind could you see if you could just uh touch the door handle and like vibrate it open just with your whole I'm try- I can't, no, do, I can't do anything for myself oh sure okay all right yeah one one second um and I'm gonna walk over to the binoculars.
1: The bee is following behind you.
0: That's fine. Um, it's not gonna get less unnerving, I think. Uh, whether <laughs> the they're whether binoculars. <laughs> oh, there you go. Are there, is there any text on it? Is the like coin slot labeled?
1: Yeah. If you're looking at the binoculars, it says, "Coin-operated spy binoculars. Just put your coin in, and you can look at whoever you want."
0: <laughs> Does it say like twenty-five cents? Does it have any kind of marking next to the coin slot? No. Um, From one of my many pockets, I would like to pull a quarter and try it.
3: And you pull out a
1: Star Trek challenge coin?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would never (laughs) imperil my challenge coin.
1: Yeah, you want to pull out a quarter? Yeah. Um, You try to put the quarter in, and it doesn't fit.
0: Okay, then I will nod, and from a different of my many pockets, put in the tuna coin.
1: Yeah. As you put the tuna coin in, you hear kind of word of life.
0: I'm gonna lean down to look into it. What do I see? Yeah.
1: It seems like the cap is still kind of on the front of them, but there's there luckily there are instructions written on it. It says, "Say who you want to spy on, and uh, and we'll we'll you can spy on them." <laughs> who wrote this copy? Yeah, uh, and then below that it says, "Copyright Moral Corp." <laughs> of course,
2: of course, oh. fucking of course. Can I just whisper Gutenberg?
1: Sure. Uh, make a perception roll with disadvantage, because there's a very loud buzzing behind you, <laughs> yeah. and it's hard to concentrate. Where's What's that, that
2: from? Uh, I did get a natural one. Oh, boy. Why do we keep doing this on perception rolls? Can I use my last luck point on this?
1: Use your last luck point. Do it. I would have make you re-roll one of them, but you have to choose the lower.
0: Okay. So, using my last luck point, I'm going to re-roll the natural one, okay. giving me a 16, but then a 7. So, seven. 7 plus 6 is a 13.
1: 7 plus 16 is 13. Okay. As you whisper Gutenberg, and then you hear, What are you doing? What are you looking at? Can I see? Can you make space for me as well? That's the B. But I need a little space. little space. No, I refuse. I don't want to. I'm, I'm just really alone and scared. And as you're, you're trying <laughs> to keep away... You have a 13. Yeah, but they're right out of your hive. I'm I'm clingy and I need help, bud.
0: I am. I promise I'm helping you. I just have to check this. Okay.
3: Oh, wait.
1: (laughs) And as you're doing that, the cap flips up and you're looking at Gutenberg, who is...
0: If you say sitting in a sauna, I'm going to cry.
1: No, 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 no. I think... Gutenberg is sitting in probably his favorite place ever, which is a oak-paneled study somewhere with, like, leather chairs and, like, a big library with books that never that's never been opened. He's standing there with triplicate, and they're both sitting in these big, overstuffed leather chairs, right? But both of them have kind of their hands up and they both look at their, like they're in concentration. And Gutenberg saying like, "Do I do it like this? How do I how do we put it put together?" Like, "No, no, you the, you're thinking it, it's more of an art, it's more of an art there. Remember, you're putting something new together. It's not like pieces. It's like it's a it's all of it together. This isn't science, it's art, right? And if you're like, "All right, I guess maybe if I do it like like this and you see what they're working on is sitting on top of this like kind of like facing the wrong way on a big oaken desk it seems like they're putting a person together -hmm. Made out of pixels, and like you see, like the person accidentally has like three eyes that are all too big and it gets wiped away, and then there's like the ears are like comically too small. Be like, no one looks like that. I wouldn't look like that, even with surgery, which I would never get because I'm perfect. (laughs) Says triplicate. And that and you see them doing that and like working on this together for like 10 seconds and then uh, then the binocular flips off and says, insert coin to continue watching.
0: Okay, I'm going to file that away. Uh, turn around and say, um... okay, your highness, let's get you inside.
1: How are you going to do that?
0: We'll figure it out, ma'am.
1: Fine. But carry me. Oh my god. Okay. I can't fly on my own. You need to carry me.
0: Okay. Um, I'm gonna he- hold out my arms and, uh, and and let the giant bee come cradle cradle her like a baby. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, the bee flies into your arms. Yep. And is still buzzing like you left a an electric toothbrush wrapped uh-huh. up in a towel. Yeah. <laughs> you, are car- you are carrying it back. You are holding the and but the door is still locked. She's soft.
0: Can I try? I think <laughs> she's very fuzzy, probably. Oh, no, um, can I try pressing the thorax against the handle and see if I can rattle it with her vibration? <laughs>
1: Yeah, make an animal handling check.
0: Okay.
2: This is wild. Damn it! These dice are banished. Six. Six. Banish the dice, Amanda. Banish
0: them. Uh, All right. No. Goodbye.
1: It doesn't. No, it doesn't vibrate. It doesn't work.
0: Can I just do a perception check on the roof? I am outdoors, so I should get my lay of the land. Sure. Um, just on if there's any ways inside that I'm not seeing. Okay, so I'll do advantage from lay of the land. Um, okay, that's a sixteen.
1: No, there is no other way to get in on the roof. Have you looked for a key?
0: I've not looked for a key yet, Brandon. That's a good point. Aki <laughs> has no way of knowing that this happened. But uh, sure. uh, Amanda, inspired by her colleague Julia, would like to look for a key. Uh, <laughs> is there one above the
2: door, under the door,
0: yeah, to the door, make an investigation. on a string? Sure, make yeah. an
1: investigation check.
2: I've gotten much better looking for keys. Uh, 22.
1: <laughs> yeah. Resting on top of yeah. the door is a key. Yeah. <laughs> we did Great. it.
0: I'm gonna grab it, cradling the bee with one arm like a baby. Big, big baby. And uh, and open the door.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. You descend the stairs and you are once again back inside the Office of Technology Assessment, but this time holding on a big the third bee. third
2: floor with golden feather. Well, I'm
0: in the stairwell and I'm gonna just keep going all the way down and attempt to go to B1. Sure.
1: B1.
2: B1. That was, that was a good one for him.
1: Thanks. As you walk down the stairs and you pass level three, the queen says, Is that the sound of a golden eagle feasting upon a eleven field mice? Do you hear that? Does, that? does that strike you as worrisome? No, I'm too tired. Take me downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we are all the bee you continue down the stairwell while holding the queen bee